Before we get started, this episode of the Food Grower Podcast is sponsored by Natural Grower. Natural Grower's award-winning liquid fertilizer, plant feed, and soil conditioner is made entirely from maize. It's naturally rich in nitrogen, potash, phosphate, and other trace elements that plants and vegetables love. And it's approved by the Soil Association, Vegan Society, and Biodynamic Association. The concentrated natural fertilizer can be poured around the base of plants, whilst the plant feed and soil conditioner can be mixed into the soil or used as a mulch on the surface as a long-term, slow-release fertilizer on all outdoor and indoor plants. Both Jack and I have been using the natural grower products this year and have seen amazing results, and we have a fantastic 15% off the entire natural grower range for you. Simply go to naturalgrower.co.uk and enter foodgrower15 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by Direct Plants Limited, and specifically their amazing range of polytunnels. We use these strong and affordable tunnels on both Jack's Patch and Fanfield Farm, and we love them. Direct Plants manufacture the tunnels themselves so that you can buy your polytunnel direct from the manufacturer, and not just any manufacturer, but from growers too, so that they really understand what you need. These traditional high-quality polytunnels are available in a range of sizes to fit your growing needs, and they're manufactured here in the UK in Norfolk. We're delighted to bring you a brilliant 10% off the entire range at directplants.co.uk. Simply head over there and use the code FOODGROWER at checkout. That's FOODGROWER, all one word, no spaces, at directplants.co.uk. Welcome to the Food Grower Podcast, the podcast that tells the story, highlights the techniques and talks tactics with food growers from all around the world. From market gardeners to allotment holders, field farmers to urban farmers, we want this podcast to inspire you to grow food or help you on your already existing food empire. I'm Chris from Fanfield Farm. I'm Jack from Jack's Patch. So on this episode of the Food Grower Podcast, um, we are joined by Jack always and Andy again from Urban Herbs and this one's a bit different we wanted to get together there isn't really a structure to this there isn't there isn't a guest but we said we feel it's something that we we all want to talk about and that we should all be talking about and that we found solace in like having each other as a group and in other growers to deal with it and it's mental health um I think it's something that's really sort of important to talk about now as the spring really springs and it gets busy um and so we really want to talk about it, but just to proviso to say, look, if there's anything, like a bit of a trigger warning, I think it's sort of important to do that. There's, there's some things in here that we're going to talk about of, of real stuff that's happened to us that is upsetting, we're going to talk about anxiety, we're going to talk about PTSD and other things. So if they are things that would trigger something bad for you, then please listen to one of the old episodes um, and, and maybe miss this one out. Um, otherwise, that's the warning um, and we'll kick it off. So we're starting on a good note spring is here guys the sun's out how are you oh mate brilliant i'm i'm glad it's sunny last year was wet and cold and i was done with it i was like not another summer like that please so i'm super super happy um good germination so far um and it's just that consistency of good weather the only that there's always a problem <laughs> uh, we're, 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 we're farmers like so there's always something to moan about and it's usually the weather but yeah it just means you just water more uh, just trying to keep baby seedlings alive um mm. like just a main task at the minute um but yeah I, I couldn't be happy i really do i have a lot of positivity going into this season fingers crossed um so yeah or or any problem usually finds a solution um which is the permaculture way but this year so far so good yeah and that's literally the story of my spring as well actually that i took a gamble and started spring a bit earlier this year you know so we got going a bit earlier Mm -hmm. and uh, the weather gods have rewarded us a little bit i think because it's it's to be fair it's absolutely lovely out there it really is gorgeous yeah and that's coming from Birmingham as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even in the far north of the UK, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's north for us. So, yeah, yeah, we wanted to talk about mental health in this podcast, guys, because it's something that has affected us all. And I suppose I should kick it off with an apology, really, to the listeners. It's been actually a bit of a while since we got podcasts out. And kind of, I guess, irony was at play last week in that we had planned in to record this episode. And actually, it was my mental health at the stress of the beginning of the season that prevented us from from recording it. So we're a week late in recording it, which means there's delay 
to getting it out. Um, and I suppose the thing I sort of like to kick off with that is that that when that um, happened and when um, sort of overwhelm happens, of, of we're, we're growing on a bigger scale than we ever have this year. Um, things are busy. Uh, Emily, my wife, is pregnant, so we're a man down in terms of, or a woman down, sorry, in terms of help on the farm. And so stress gets on top of me. And when that happens, I suffer with anxiety. But I suffer with something called high-functioning anxiety, which is something that really isn't talked about very much because it's not, the signs aren't as obvious. So high-functioning anxiety for me, and it's, it's something I wanted to mention, is that, is that when I suffer with anxiety, I sort of don't go into the normal hole that maybe anxiety sufferers do go into in terms of maybe depression spirals or hiding away. My anxiety manifests in that I hide away in a project and I just, I can't focus on anything else but that project. Um, so last week I said, I'm really sorry guys, I haven't done the podcast, but I did build this shed because I just couldn't do anything else. I couldn't talk. Like I, I struggled socially. I can't, like when I'm in that, a space i struggle to talk to people i struggle to communicate with people um i struggle to commit to anything like time-based or socially and all i can focus on is that one project and it's been sometimes an asset which is really weird to say because i don't think we should ever see um, or sometimes shouldn't see unhealthy practices like that as as a positive but it, it's something that i've really experienced the last couple of years on the farm as we built it because the stress has caused anxiety, which has meant I've doubled down on putting my head down and working on these projects. But I do find myself now struggling more frequently because I haven't dealt with it head on, so to speak. I've just let it let it do its thing um, and haven't spoken about it. So that's kind of, yeah, one, that's why we didn't get the podcast out sooner. But two, I think I wanted to bring up high-functioning anxiety as, as it's something I struggle with and I don't talk about. Um, and it isn't one of those ones that's... It's not one that's fashionable to talk about or it's not one that talks about because it doesn't manifest in a way that people can see. So, yeah, apologies. We didn't do this last week, guys. <laughs> no, no, no apologies needed, man. I'm always fascinated when you show us a picture like, oh, I built this today. And I'm like, how? How is that possible? <laughs> um, but but then there was like an underlying thing behind it that we didn't know about. Like uh, you text mm. us saying, um, if you don't mind uh, me sharing that you like fainted at the farm because you just, yeah. pu you're pushing, you, you're burning the candle at both ends. Um, obviously, as you said, like Emily's um, pregnant, so you can't do as much and trying to get some good quality staff in, which is always difficult as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, man, like, I, I went to your farm recently and there's so much work to do. Like, I'm on quarter of an acre and you're on way more. And there's just more things to think about. And I think you need to be, like, my organisation skills let me down and give me anxiety. But I've always been like that. So, because the lack of writing stuff down, which I couldn't stress more as a grower in being important. Like being yeah. organized is like 101. It really, really helps you. I've, I've just never been, um, sounds bad. I've always been like it, but like I'll be late or I won't write stuff down. I think I've got a million one things going on in my head and I'll, I'll forget one and it's a major one. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I was re recently looking at stuff of like people with an ADHD brain. I'm not going to uh, cope myself with anything whatsoever, but it was almost like, it read me like a book or, or to be honest, it could just be me being lazy and not writing. <laughs> but it is fascinating how we all think and how we all do things as well. Um, but mm. I feel my, I, my own, um, I'm the only one stopping myself a lot of the time and being organized is a big, big thing for me. Um, just, and just being a grower it is about being organized so chris when i saw your farm and how much you've got to do and you've got the project off the farm which you showed me where you're growing um indoor plants and it's a lot it's a lot to tackle on man and people don't see it and when you when you're doing it on your own it's just yeah it's, it's hard work man and the mad thing is mm. your, your de-stress is your stress your your de what you're saying is de-stressing you and like attacking a job is is like you're saying it's an asset but also you need a release from the farm as well yeah i'd say i say me personally is like going 
on holiday, like a traveling trip or surfing or, or something like that. That's my release. I love my farming. I'm, I, as I've done a post yesterday, I'm, it's like my meditation in the good times, but then in the bad times, it's, uh, mm. it, I think it's just the stress of, we have outside stresses, uh, outside stress of the farm. Then we've got little, little bastards on the farm, like slugs who eat your profits and stuff. And floods. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it is a, it, it's a fun old game, but it, yeah, I think we're just highlighting the things that need to be spoken about. It's easy to think everything's against you in that scenario, isn't it? And, and Jack, just to mention on the ADHD thing, it's something that people don't talk about. I have a close family member who, again, did the same as you, read all the, um, read all the symptoms like that. It, that is finally made the way I think my brain is makes sense. Um, and it's a, re- a thing that's not taken seriously enough because they were referred to do like the NHS ADHD tests so that they could get diagnosed to just have some peace of mind. And that waiting list has gone from year to year. And now the waiting list, they've been waiting for two years and there's still two years left just to have the referral for the test. So when there's that's the case, it's just not being taken seriously and it can impact lives. So thanks for bringing that up, man. It's a really important thing to talk about again. I'm... I just want to say, guys, that personally, I'm so excited about having the opportunity to actually have this chat with you guys and actually talk about this stuff. And uh, I think on a really broad level, firstly, I think it's a really good chat to have because I think, to be honest, I think generally speaking, guys, perhaps there's a perception and perhaps in some cases it's true, like struggle to talk about mental health a little bit. And I think it's quite quite a strong kind of message, actually, and it's quite powerful. You've got three three guys on this podcast actually talking quite honestly and openly. Um, Chris, as you've just done, about, like, mental health. And with the work that I do with Urban Herbs, you know, we talk about mental health. We talk about well-being quite a lot. Or I should say we allude to it a lot in a lot of our posts. Mm. And, you know, like so many people, I've got, you know, a history with mental health and we're always kind of searching for the right way to talk about it. So we're searching for the right forum to share those experiences because it's important to share. And I'm not entirely sure whether Urban Herbs is the right forum to do so. So I'm just so glad that I've had the opportunity to do so here. Um you know, me personally, and I think a lot of people will relate to this. I think, you know, umbrella terms sometimes can be a little bit clumsy and and unhelpful. But back in, you know, around 2016, 2017, I was advised that, you know, I was suffering with, it's an umbrella sort of term really, but, you know, basically symptoms of like PTSD. And the way that that manifested itself is that around that time, you know, I was having sort of anxiety reactions to things over the top. It was like, you know, all the, uh, if you watched any TV shows, it was all the sort of like textbook kind of things, you know, blowing up at tiny things, uh, <laughs> kind of yep. overreacting to stuff. And, um, and you know, on a serious level, it, it started to impact me personally because I was struggling to sleep properly. Um, and... You know, let me tell you, when you have like sleep deprivation over like a three, four week period, like it really does affect, you know, it has a knock on with you, obviously with your mental health, but also with your physical health that, you know, I found that it was like constantly having a hangover all the time mm-hmm. um, when you may be only getting two or three hours um, of poor quality sleep. And the reason why I'm so passionate about having this chat and the reason why I'm so grateful that i'm able to share this message of plant-based well-being we call it now we should put that on a t-shirt um (laughs) (laughs) through urban herbs it's because the work that i was doing with urban herbs was genuinely vital to uh, i'd say it was vital as a form of therapy for me at that time because I'm not going to, I mean, you guys know running a business is actually quite stressful, you know, mm. but 
I think that was quite separate, really, to what I was struggling with. And I actually found that being around the plant, uh, specifically, you know, in my case, the herb plant, it had a really sort of powerful regenerative effect on me. And, uh, you know, it's, it's to do with the senses, I think. So the way yeah. that I explain it is that, you know, like when you rub the leaf of, say, lime mint, it's quite like a tactile experience. You know, the, you feel the moisture on the leaf, you feel the texture of the leaf, and then you smell the aroma of something strong like lime mint. And uh, I, I get nervous using these labels because, uh, you know, I'm not an expert, but there's this idea, isn't there, that most of us live most of our lives in the kind of the front cortex of our brain that deals with like logic and reason and rationality. And that's where I certainly spend most of my time. But with something like anxiety or PTSD or what, what have you, like that's kind of like a battle that's been waged, not in that region of the brain. So for me to be able to engage the senses in that way, it's not just kind of like grounding, but it's really therapeutic for me. It kind of like reminds me of where I am at that moment. And I'll never, ever stop being grateful to Urban Herbs for giving me that opportunity um, to experience those things. Because for me personally, at that time, it really was a saviour, you know, being around those herbs, being around those sensory plants. Um, And, you know, it's worth sort of pointing out that, you know, working with these sensory plants and enjoying them, getting that well-being benefit, you know, it's cheaper than counselling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's definitely, um, it's definitely a place of solace, a garden, isn't it? Um, it, it you're right, that whole uh, grounding, everything there is to help us. Um, I, I've done sometimes, um, so before the podcast, when me and Chris were talking about, it's actually not a farm that like gives us stress, it's like, the surrounding things are, as you said, running a business actually is probably the stressful thing that, cause I've never run a business before having the farm. So I was thinking, Oh, the farm's going to be stressed, but it's actually not. It's the business part. And like, for me, it's like selling the plants and like chasing chefs and whatever else. Um, mm. But yeah, I think me going back there and um, like yesterday, just planting at sunset was like a really chill time. And, and it's those little moments you've just got to get yourself um, you just got to be aware, be self-aware of like what's where your surroundings are and look up or I'm always, I'm always fascinated by like, and, and taken back by just watching a bloody, like a bee for like a few seconds, like on a mm. sunflower. And then, yeah. and, and you're right. Gratitude is probably the best state of mind ever to be grateful for things. And you just be like, God, I'm at work right now. Like this is me at work. Just, having those little moments will will save you and and help you out a lot and it's it's about taking those little moments and and being grateful for them yeah it's that's such a key point finding finding the hope in what we do and it's it's so easy i mean at scale and talking at scale here in terms of like there's a lot talking about at the moment talking about food prices rising food shortages there's so much negativity focused around food at the moment and i won't get into the reasons i I think that that's the case because i think it's by design and that's what the government wants us to be thinking about so there's a sort of inbuilt pressure into food growing um that we put on ourselves but there's the permaculture principle which you always remind me of jack is to look up um and sometimes that is so powerful like just pointing out to volunteers today look the buzzard look the heron's flown over oh look at the bumblebee like it's one of those ones with the where it's a bee with the orange butt rather than the black and yellow stripes those little things are just looking up and sometimes i'll notice the buzzards there and just look straight back down and i have to like go no spend a couple of seconds just looking up at that and at that finding the hope in those little situations has made a huge difference for me like by taking the pressure off and, and, and letting go a little bit yeah totally man i totally agree i think you filmed did you film like some geese or something flying over your <laughs> yeah oh. they're like the red arrows when it gets to yeah. the summer here it's insane <laughs> but, but those, those those little things um are just are seriously amazing like i've um 
Oh, I mean, I, I know we do team coffee, team beer, but I literally had a beer at like midday the other day. Um, <laughs> and I was, just, here. <laughs> I was just, le- I was leaning with like my back against the hay bow and I was just like, just give yourself like 10, 15 minutes to just enjoy the sun on your face. This was a couple of weeks ago when it was like end of winter, early spring. It was before, it was full spring actually, before second mm. winter happened. Um, and mm. I was in shorts and t-shirt and I just enjoyed it. And I was like, it's actually, this is like got to be one of the best for me. It's one of the top five things that when I go on holiday, just enjoying that heat on your face. And it, it is little moments like that, where I used to be at work on site and I would find those moments at work where I'd be on a building site and you'd working outside for just, or you just go in and out of a building, but I'd spend a five, 15 seconds, just be like enjoying that sun on my face. And I yeah. do think back to those moments thinking this is beautiful this is what i'm doing each day and it and we've just got to take our it is about enjoying those moments because there's been times like last year where i've never ever i will never quit even if it's from delusion doing what i'm doing but just mm. stress stress, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stress, so true. stress is of like uh the floods last year and it just waterlogged the whole farm thinking i've actually got nothing to sell for like now it's set me back weeks um, and then just being scared, like going home, like what, uh, and then like worrying about money or worrying about um, when's the next crop coming. And mm. something that it taught me, like, because uh, for every problem, you've got to find the solution out of it to learn. And, and now I'm really grateful for last year because it was so bad that I learned so much. And it took for me to winter to reflect, being like, as I'm planning this year, like, just plan B for if this happens again or, or whatever else but you do need to go with the rough to get the smooth and uh, mm. and to enjoy moments like this we all said something positive about this spring because we realized how bad it can get um and um yeah being resilient and as you said andrew like being regenerative in your thinking that you just got to take take um take the rough with a smooth, but also what we're trying to get from this podcast is realizing we've got community. The fact that I can vent to you guys um, yeah. is really important to me. Like last year I rang Chris and, and was like, Oh mate, this and this has happened. And sometimes it's a little bit weird that you feel better if it's happened as well to someone else, <laughs> <laughs> even though it's so shitty, but like the fact that I could ring someone and going, Oh, I just had leather jackets eat 300 lettuces. It's like, oh man, it makes you feel a little bit better, even though it's so, it's bad, but we need to be, this support needs to be here for each other because ultimately we're doing work that's so important for the future of like humanity in a way and to create ecosystems and to enrich the soil, which is that small veil of blanket that covers this earth that is the basis of all life. Um, and so we're doing important work and we just need that little pat on the back or that little lift up and whoever's listening to this who needs to hear this is like, we're here for you. Yeah. It's, it's so important, man, because if you think as, I mean, we call ourselves farmers or market gardeners, but if you think of farmers as a conventional term, it, it could have been, or it certainly has been in late recent years of maybe biggest, bigger agriculture than what we're doing, but it's a very lonely existence. Yeah. Um, and, and I was so glad that the land that we've ended up with, thanks to the, the Ecological Land Cooperative, is, is sort of connected with 15 minutes from a major city and 20 minutes from the beach and stuff. Because my Fanfield Farm is named after my great aunt's farm, for anyone that doesn't know. And that was in Workshop in Sheffield. And like the, just the lane to get to the farm was a 15-minute drive. And then from there, the local town was like a good another 20 minutes. And so she, she worked single-handedly and barely left the farm. It would like, there's, there's like diarized events where she didn't leave for three months. Um, and that is a really sort of lonely existence. And, and, and on a smaller scale, market gardens, we can spend two days doing the same task repetitively, whether it's weeding or hoeing or planting out thousands of lettuce plants. And we just get on with it because it's got to be done we've lost that sort of community element we've lost maybe some connection and we don't get to talk about it very much and that's so so important and um andy thanks for mentioning the ptsd because it's something that that came up in my life in the last year um 
And, and I'll share this story because genuinely I, I spoke to um, a friend recently and I said, Jack, I don't think I'd have got rid of, got through what happened if, if you weren't on the end of the phone last year. Um, oh, wow. Our two, our two Labradors kind of, um, they, sorry, this is going to be the worst presented bit of podcast in history because I'm going to say um a lot because I'm, I find it hard to talk about, but we lost both of our Labradors, which were a massive part of our family last year. They um, had never left the farm before ever. Um, and then one night, they, I think, chased a fox off of the farm, um, jumped two fences, uh, which they shouldn't really have been able to jump, ended up in a road and were hit by a car and both killed instantly. And when that happened, we were searching for hours to find them. And Emily and I, I mean, we were in pyjamas in the street um, with torches and walking up the road and there was a police car and we saw the policeman and he said, um, are you out for a walk? He was just trying to establish what was going on. I said, no, we're looking for our dogs. And he just said, I'm so sorry. And at that moment, it was like, I can't really explain it. It was like the movies. Like Emily won't mind me saying this, but she just sort of fell to the ground um, in so much shock and upset and, and anger and, and all these different emotions. And then my sort of, my heart was broken by losing my two best friends but also to see the anguish that there's that emily who are, who's my whole world to see her pain um and that event i spoke to, to someone about this and that event actually caused me um what they, they they couldn't officially medically diagnose but what they thought were symptoms of ptsd and that was it was the Sounds heartless to say it now, doesn't it? But it wasn't the loss of the dogs. It was the event that happened around it that caused me more problems. And obviously yeah. I was in huge grief at losing the dogs. But if I didn't have people to talk about with it, and I'm one of those people, were you, Jack? And I'm really grateful for that because we could just get on the phone and vent and talk about stuff. And, and the customers that I have were incredible. They were like driving to the farm and leaving gifts or cards in the barn. And that was even more caring because they knew that we didn't necessarily want to talk to anyone, but they left something. And then something I do want to mention, because talking was the way that I got through that, was that there are services out there that are designed to make talking about these things easier. So I didn't physically speak to anyone with my voice, so to speak, at that time. There are mental health services out there that will text or WhatsApp or Messenger. And sometimes that disconnect can help you talk about things. And that's what I used at that time to talk about it because I found it difficult to say words, but I could sculpt messages. And so if anyone's going through any of those things, yeah, your close circle is there, your community's there. We're here for you if you want to talk. But there are services probably far more, far more uh, qualified, at least, than we are to go through those things. Um, Chris, Chris, that, that story... That. That, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Chris. That that story is so powerful, but uh, I think it's worth really emphasising that it is so important to have. You know, they say have your tribe around you, mm. and I don't know about you guys, but you know, the growing community. It is a proper community, isn't it? That yeah. you know, when things go wrong, people nobody walks past. Nobody walks past. Yeah, I agree. I personally, I, I relate to so much of what, you know, what you just, uh, you know, were so brave to relive just there, to be honest with you. Um, and I know I can't imagine those em emotions, you know, but then again, I, I do recognise the, um, the way it manifested itself, if that makes any sense. Mm. Yeah. It's more sad as well because the the farm, like when you get the farm and anything to do with it, it well, it's your life. You live there. It's your job. And then the two, like the dogs were just like a part of the family. They're a part of the farm. Mm. So it's, it's just harder because you can't get away from it. They are a part of it. It's, uh, yeah. Like we we had to tell our customers. We had to tell volunteers because it was easier to, to say it to people or send an email about them than it was to talk about it a hundred times over the next two weeks when people came and they weren't here, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and and I must say, like our customers are amazing because they reached out, and it became really obvious like how common something like that is. It's like we blamed ourselves so much, um, but actually, the amount of people that reached out and said no. The roads are dangerous. This has happened. This has happened, and so we stopped blaming ourselves. And that was something that was really important as well. Letting go of, letting go of it. Letting go of the blame that we apportioned to ourselves. Letting go of the blame that we had put onto the person that did it because they didn't stop. They just drove off. Um, and yeah, so those different elements of just yeah, letting go of that, but having the people around to to share the experience and talk about it with. I mean, it's so, it's so cliche, isn't it? Talking solves things, but it, I, I being a blokey bloke before I started doing this, didn't talk about stuff. And now I, I can't wait, sometimes can't wait to talk about it. Cause I know how much better I'm going to feel after. Do you guys get that? Do you relate to that? Like in a way, like, you know, if I talk about this, it's going to be hard to talk about, but I'm going to feel better. Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah, yeah, definitely. One, yeah. 100%. 100%. But as, as it like when you're growing up, it like you knew you'd feel better, but you didn't want to do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> we are delighted to have partnered on the Food Grower podcast with React Tools. React Tools are the number one place for market gardening and growers' tools in the UK. We have seen tools like the Jang Cedar, Paper Pot Transplanter, and the Iconoclast Tilther across the world and been envious of growers with access to them. Well, now you can get your hands on all of these and much more all shipped free from the UK on any order over £100. Make your food growing easier and more efficient with the best market gardening tools on the market. Plus, with the partnership with us, the Food Grower Academy, we're now giving 5% of all purchases back as tools to new community or not-for-profit growing projects. Head over now to reagtools.co.uk. That's R-E-A-G tools.co.uk. always does though like the cliche saying is a problem shared is a problem halved mm. um, and uh yeah de- definitely mate i mean talk, talking it, it it is important but i think we have been lucky really like i think because of the podcast um as well during last season um we had to we spoke every week via zoom and we got to yeah. vent so that was a really good timing as well to be fair um, <laughs> I think there's a there's genuinely an episode called Solidarity Special where I think we moaned about <laughs> leather jackets and watering for an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's genuinely out there. Fair play to ever listen to that because we were <laughs> <laughs> we, we proper gave a good old moan up on that one. Yeah. But, but they they always say farmers like like my probably most burned app is um, the the weather app, which is super yeah. sad, but. To be honest, it, it yeah, we we need we need it, but um, as uh, I just fa- thanks Chris for sharing that. I've got like pr- that proper hit me as well, mm. so it's really really powerful. But and and people go through that, people go through that all the time. But it's not just that you can't switch off doing farming, like from like a let's say a stand, let's say work. You're working up city or you're doing an office job. You can have time off for that mm. and get paid. You can't have time off for doing this and get paid. It's just you got to you got to push on. So yeah, our veg boxes were due out the next morning. Yeah, thinking right. about it now, we we sent an email. And this why inadvertently our customers knew about it and were so good. But we said, oh no, we're we're really sorry. We're going to have to do it Friday morning, which was the day after the day after. And we mm. did it. And I look back at that. I've still got that email. For some reason, I do read it sometimes because it, I like to read the messages that people sent because it helps. But like we were silly to, to even do that two days after. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It, it was for our, for our health in terms of our mental health and, and grieving and everything. It was silly to do it at that point. But we did it. You're right. We wouldn't have got paid otherwise. It's difficult though, isn't it, Chris? Because sometimes you say that you're silly to do it. But I think sometimes I'm a big believer in this. Sometimes, you know, we seek out our own medicine. Yeah. yeah. And uh, for me personally, when I've been on a, a low ebb, you know, I found that maybe I don't really need to, but, you know, I'll go out to the polytunnels and I'll do a bit of potting, you know, or like I'll water the plants or something. Because, as I say, sometimes you seek out the medicine and maybe in some small way you knew that, like, 
giving those veg boxes to your customers, supplying those veg boxes, you know, was almost like you knew it was going to give energy to them. Yeah. And almost yeah. energy to you as well in a strange sort of way. Um, I can't help but think that there's something I've never really sort of talked about much before. When, when I was at one of my sort of lowest ebbs, um, some people listening to this will know that, you know, Urban Herbs like did BBC Good Food Show for a number of years. And that was like a massive, massive event for us. And uh, I used to joke sometimes that like a mental health flare up, like it knew what the calendar was, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the two were kind of unrelated. Um, but yeah, I had a, a fairly sort of bad episode on the morning of the first day of BBC Good Future. Mm. And I genuinely, uh, I, I didn't think I was going to be able to even sort of, you know, attend it. Um, and the financial elements involved in that were huge. Yeah. So I think I think the stand on its own cost about three grand. And there was about wow. sort of, you know, maybe two and a half grand's worth of stock tied up in it. And so <laughs> not going there would have been a financial disaster. Yeah. And I turned up there on the day and I, I wasn't myself, you know, like I was working with some other people and they they knew I wasn't myself. You know, I wasn't laughing. I wasn't joking. Normally I'm the one singing in the van. Yeah. Um, and what I always remember about that day, you know, the importance of having the community around you, but also what you were saying about, you know, get, doing those veg boxes. Mm. I'll never forget this. And you never know that the woman that I'm talking about, she might listen to this. <laughs> the show opened. She was one of the first visitors to come into the show. And she walked up to Urban Herb Stand and she, um, she rubbed the leaf, you know, on the blackcurrant sage. Mm, best. It is, isn't it? And she went, <laughs> she literally went, whoa, that is amazing. And bearing in mind, I'm still not there. You know, I'm still not. I'm wanting the those panels at the NEC to just give way and just like <laughs> sort of swallow me up. I did not want to be there. And she was like, "No, no, seriously, this is amazing. Like, what, what, what is this?" And while I was talking to her, it started off with me just being polite. You know, just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah it's cool, isn't it? Yeah, brilliant." And while I was talking to her, I started to rub the leaf on the black current sage. And while I'm standing there, I literally, in my brain, was going, shit, seriously, this is, she's right. This is so cool. <laughs> and, you know, she, she bought a few plants and uh, went on her way. And I literally took a few moments, you know, in front of my own stand, as if I was a visitor. And I was literally just rubbing the lime mint and going like, whoa, wow. And it just grounded me. And suddenly I was back. Yeah. And, you know, like when people, when we, when we post on at Urban Herbs talking about the, uh, you know, like the well-being benefits of herbs and all that, like, I hope that story shows it's so real for me. So, Chris, I do totally relate to what you're talking about here, that sometimes you find your own medicine. Mm. yeah and what job does that what job does that like you you're <laughs> you're, yeah. you're rubbing a plant like like it's just reset you because i mean like back on site back in the day like to to get out of my head i had to like listen to something all day as well like just to to get away from the monotony of work um but i just want to like interject there because I think this work that we do because we work so hard at it and it's those little moments, that, that little moment of that, that person is like really etched in your memory. I remember getting a message once that a woman, uh, she got, she had a food box from me and she cried when she had the piece because she says it reminded her of her, her grandparents, like because the food tasted the same because ultimately we know that supermarket food doesn't taste like homegrown. And she yeah. said it just sent her back to when she was a kid. She's like, oh, my God, that's what it used to taste like. So, like, moments like that, like, that that text, like, completely made my week. And then it's that little pep, like, you need. And this is why I do it. And, like, what you said about looking at your stall, I mean, when I was doing the markets, my stall would be, like, I'd open, so the gates open at 10, and I'd have a queue 
So I was still, as I said to you, I was always late <laughs> to things. I was still <laughs> throwing cucumbers on there. I was putting boxes up. The app stopped working and you're just like feeling around with the app, but like that little bit of like stress, but buzz. And then those people would come and they'd just go, oh, look at a stall. I'm going to take this, this, this. And, and then at the end of the day, I would be buzzing. It was such a good feeling. And it's like all your hard work and you're just representing nature or what the world should be. Um, because ultimately we do, we work bloody hard, but there's an unbelievable passion in us to do what we do. Um, it really does fuel it. You wouldn't get in this job otherwise. And I, I hope that resonates with people. If you are so, if you're passionate about something, do it. Um, no matter how hard it gets, the good is it, it overtakes that. Something that's so powerful there as well is that that person who said that, right, is one person who said it. But actually, if we think about as a British culture, we're far more likely to complain than we are to say the positive things. That if yeah. we were to able to put that in an equation, like that would scale up to 10 people thinking it. Do you know what I mean? Like one people to say it, one person to say it probably means at least nine people thought that positivity as well. So we're touching so many more people with that. Like someone yesterday who signed back up said, so glad your veg box scheme's opening again. Like when I was a kid, we used to get a fruit box. And as children, we were excited about what might be in it. And you'd like the veg box being having different things in is a little bit of that. And it reminds us of that. And I was like, fuck, that's so cool that we can help people feel like that. But I also then got to thinking that that's one person who's actually bothered to hit the reply. Not bothered. That sounds like I'm upset about the people that don't. But you know what I mean? They've spent the time to hit the reply button and tell us about that. How many more people are actually feeling like that? Yeah. Like how many more people are getting positivity from the work that we're putting in? You're so right. People uh, like go out their way. Uh, they've gone out of the way to write that message. And the amount of good things I've thought about a company or an experience of a restaurant, and I've only just thought it, not never yeah. said it or whatever. And I could pr- you probably make people's day if you write that on TripAdvisor or you don't realize that you're making a small person's day because a small business because ultimately yeah. we, we read all the messages we reply to all the emails so you're directly affecting that person so if there is yeah it's making me think twice like oh i should probably email that person that service because um yeah you i, I appreciate it so much i think it's i run on confidence and that that really does mm. help actually i think that you know what what we're talking about here this is actually uh another kind of element to this whole discussion that regardless of all of our common experiences, you know, with mental health, with running a business, or even as Jack, as you just said, as like the responsibility that comes as being a consumer, just as being a punter. Mm, yeah. Don't you think it's a message that we can't share enough? The importance of being nice. Mm. <laughs> that, that it sounds yeah. so simple but it's really not that you know over the years like do you guys know this is a really random fact actually that around 2016 you know i became like so kind of disillusioned with um the sort of you know like negativity and the kind of like sniping on social media that in a you know and again you know i, I hold my hands up you know i was going through a bad time mentally at that point and in a fit of peak, um, I deleted all of our social media accounts. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I had, I think Urban Herbs at that point had about 15,000 followers on Twitter. And I just deleted it. I was like, forget it. But did, did they have that recovery period at that time or not? No. Oh, so, man. So it's gone. Yeah. And I was completely not doing the social media. And, I think what we've all got to realise is that, you know, at that time we were having a lot of like sort of negativity, like coordinated, like attacks from competitors that were, they, they, they became quite personal. Yeah. And I committed, you know, that cardinal sin that, you know, if you see a thread about yourself, you should never read it. Yep. <laughs> and some of the stuff that I read, you know, it, it really, it hurt me badly, you know, and I walked away from social media and I came back to it a few, you know, maybe 18 months later. And do you know, one of the first messages that I got 
was from a customer who said, you know, I've been going through a really bad time mentally. Uh, I'm so glad to see you pop up on social media because I've been meaning to tell you that I bought some herbs from you at like a, a food festival or something. And like, I was basically housebound and those herbs became my garden for like two years. Oh. And I just suddenly realized, you know, each one of us has got a smartphone, you know, the power that you have in your fingertips is huge. Like you can do a lot of harm without even knowing it. Like, you know, the people that I'm talking about really, they, they, they have no idea of the effect that their words were having like on me. And conversely, that woman that messaged, she probably, as Jack, as you just said, she probably didn't realise that she literally just made my day. Yeah. You know, and kind of like, um, uh, I don't know, kind of like changed the course of, it sounds a bit weird, but changed the course of my life, really. Oh, every day we make choices that do that, though. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, whether it's a choice for yourself um, or a choice for other people. I mean, yeah, you don't realise how profound the butterfly effect is on, on, on those little things. So it is about emanating positivity. Um, and, and also, why, why is that like frowned upon as well? When I first started like an Instagram account, I'd done it because I got over the fear of caring what my mates thought. Because if I didn't do it, I wouldn't be doing like there's a lot of things that probably wouldn't have happened, but you just got to get, you just got to be you, be you, just do what makes you happy. And if you're having a positive effect on the world, like that ripple effect happens. Like someone said to me on the phone yesterday, it was like, Oh, like you must, you're, you really inspire like people to grow food and whatever. And I have no idea. Like I get a few messages here and there. And then sometimes you get pictures and you think, fuck, like if you're not doing what you're doing and making people be happy, and, and that whole Alan Watts quote of uh, do what makes you happy and the money comes after, because I feel like if you are that yeah. good at what you do, then people will pay for your service or whatever. Um, and I mean, I can't stop talking about this. I think I said in my story yesterday, <laughs> uh, like I can't believe um, how much fucking veg has changed my life. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, but because we're passionate about, we found something that resonates with us, but it does a lot of, yeah, uh, I, I always say like sets, uh, growing food is like the um, it's like the non-snake oil salesman business. Like everyone needs food, and um, I, don't, I don't know where I was going with that. But you just um, like in terms of what we do as a job, like we we may not be able to change the world, but we change the world for that one person that's just at organic food, that one bee that's flown on a flower that you planted, little little things. And if you're doing it in a positive way, you're making change. Jack, I know that yeah. I know that me and you have spoken about this before, but um, it's, we could play it. We could play like um, food grower bingo, couldn't we? Like how many times both uh, both uh, Jack and myself like mentioned positive energy in our posts? Like a bit, probably a bit too much, maybe. I don't know. But this is. A, I know we had a conversation like. Pri privately a few weeks ago about this that you know like positive energy as you've just touched on there the butterfly effect if you want to give it a different name it's not about being happy all the time is it it's 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 about you know people think positive energy it's about just being positive all the time i think it's about directing that energy and giving energy to positive things yeah so agree you know chris um, the story that you know genuinely you know it really moved me what you said and it's not about like kind of ignoring what happened in my opinion you know it's not about like you know just pretending it didn't happen and stuff because that's a part of you it's a part of your story but I think it's about also kind of giving energy to your positive emotions your positive memories with your yeah. dogs and also yeah. the positive energy that you can take pride on in the fact that you were there for Emily at that moment in your life um, and they, you were there for each other so it's about this is just me speaking like you know forgive me if I'm going too far with this but no, right. it's about reframing it and I suppose you know in terms of what I've just spoke about um, it would be like not giving too much energy to those silly comments that I read 
but yeah. giving a huge amount of energy to that woman who's actually had a really like, difficult time and she's taken time out of her day to send positive energy in my direction. Yeah, so it's so right. And we have, you said earlier about social media, like both of you about the fact that we have that power in our hands. We have that power in our voices and we have that power. It's sometimes difficult. We have that power in our minds. Like I, I've been through that. I, I, I trained as a radio presenter and I remember my third show. Um, and my third show was with a guy, well, we may know him off of the 80s, Pat Sharp. Um, and we put a video up. I remember it being on YouTube. And the first comment of that video for the radio station underneath was, oh, love Pat. I suppose this other prick thinks he's funny. And I was <laughs> oh, like, no. which is fucking like, I want it on oh. a T-shirt now. And I hope maybe somewhere in the ether that person thinks, oh, I wrote that. What dick am I? But now <laughs> it's funny. But at the time I was crushed. <laughs> and 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 it was like and, and another thing I stepped out of this bit, stepped back into the polytunnel. Um, another thing I did at the beginning of this year was I wrote a load of goals, and one of those goals was to earn enough to quit social media, which sounds ridiculous, right? But the idea was that if I could make enough from the farm, I could get someone to look after the social media, and then I didn't need to be on it because I felt that in my life, social media was a negative force. It was something that was quite negative at that time. Mm -hmm. But actually, speaking about it with you guys now and what I've come to learn, it's only negative if people make it negative. And so, and that, that can manifest in so many ways. It can manifest in horrible comments. It can manifest in the algorithm really only giving pretty pictures the leg up. Like we can walk around our farm and go, oh, half my lettuce bed's been eaten i'll go on instagram because i'm grumpy and then you see 100 pictures of lettuce beds that are all prim and perfect and that can be negative but actually we we have the power to make it positive we have the power to post pictures that aren't always perfect we have the power to put nice comments into the world or to not call radio presenters funny pricks <laughs> or non-funny pricks so do, do you know what i mean like it's just yeah. so that goal has changed for me it's more now like work out a way to ignore negativity and mute or unfollow accounts that don't bring me that positivity. Like I don't need to know what those negative people are doing. Do you know? I don't uh, need to have that on my feed. There's something really, really profound that, that we've realised over the last decade. And yeah. um, I'm going to get a bit Star Wars on you guys here because like I think Jedi is pretty much my religion. Um, <laughs> it's on the census now you can write it so it's fine <laughs> I realised over the last 10 years that especially in terms of mental health you know like we can laugh about you know that the, the comment that that person wrote underneath your radio show but actually if you think about that person I've come to realise, you know, negativity, it's like a warm blanket, you know? Like, it's something that it's so easy to wrap yourself in. It's so easy to define yourself by what you are not. And, you know, you, you wrap this blanket of negativity around you and you kind of, it, it's almost quite comforting because you can kind of almost channel all of your negativity and all of your, uh, like, in a way, hatred. Yeah towards yeah. external things and not actually look inward and go actually like I could be a bit better at this or I could be a bit better at that or and I realized something at some point during the last 10 years that actually you think that negativity is warm like a blanket but really what it is is actually like a it's almost like you're building a wooden shed around yourself and it, it must be actually quite hard if you get into that mindset that, you know, I, I, I will notice on social media that, you know, that there, there are people that will only post when they like, that they don't like a herb. For example, if we post about a variety of herb, they'll only post to say, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, there was a time where I thought, you know, oh, it's kind of a bit annoying or it's like, but it's not at all. It's actually like really quite serious in that. I think if you get yourself into that negative mindset, 
it can't be a barrel of laughs being inside that person's head, you know? And it's hard. You know, you guys know it's hard. You know, it's hard running a business. It's hard, like, working and doing a physical job. And sometimes those feelings of, like, negativity, they they will naturally seep in, don't they? But instead of, for example, going onto Instagram and, like, saying, like, putting it, like, right now my hands are a bit cracked because I've been working and have to keep putting plasters on and stuff. But instead of me posting a picture of those hands and going, oh, my life's so terrible. (laughs) I think when we're finished doing this podcast, I'm going to go onto Instagram and I'm going to go and find a couple of little, you know, growers accounts. And I'm going to write something, you know, saying like, you know, you guys are smashing it. Keep up the good work type thing. Because I think that positive energy, it kind of comes back to you, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, mate. It does. Should Should we ask people to do a challenge that if anybody's listening to this right now, to pick up their phones and just pick like 10 random small businesses that they rate and yeah. just go and leave a positive comment on their latest post. It makes people's day. Well, really you know, well. how about this, right? When we put, put this out, that's got to be the hashtag under the post and that's got to be the call out for in the caption is like, we've spoke about mental health. Let's do like, like a little positivity challenge. <laughs> And, yeah. and let's put it yeah. out there because that's a really good idea man because that really like does that. help and i think we've just had a really hard winter as well i'm going i'm walking into businesses and i know friends who have had businesses shut down over winter because people ain't buying mm. the certain stuff prices are going up energy mm. prices are going mm. up and so that's just affecting people's uh purse strings to be a little bit frivolous on uh, and just going out of the way for the small businesses. Um, but I think we should like kind of lean towards the end of the podcast talking about like what, are, what, what, like maybe like tips on like what to do if you're in our position or, or whatever. Um, and, and little things I've noticed uh, over the last year. And um, I was speaking to Chris earlier about there's a book called, I mean, this isn't to do with positivity. It's about like mental clutter. Um, and there's a book called Lean Farm. And Lean Farm is all about, um, it's, it's a Japanese thing. The guy was uh, looking at the, I think it's like Toyota's uh, car manufacturing and making everything efficient. So nothing, instead of like, if you walk somewhere, make sure you're walking back with a tool or something. It's just like not a wasted journey or something like mental clutter. Like, uh, for example, at the farm last year, I was like hemorrhaging pots and tr- seed trays or whatever that I didn't need there anymore or like a, like I just sold my bike to Compost Club. That's got like a, like a Christiana bike, like a Dutch cargo bike. For a year in the container, I've been dancing around it with like seed trays and mushroom bags because I wanted to keep it. But I wanted to keep it for my own selfish reasons to be like, oh, one day I'm going to use it. It was genuinely adding seconds to my day, being like, I've got to walk around this or or I'd, I'd catch my foot and I'd drop a seed of tray, uh, a tray of seeds or something. So like it's about removing that. So it removes that mental clutter from your brain to clean it all up. So now my 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 whole container is more of a easier feng shui of like getting that seed tray from that trade and I can walk opposite and put it on there. And oh my God, it just it's weird how it cleans everything up for you. So it's a book to read because you can start be like, if I don't use that over a year, then do I need it? Can I sell it? I'll just buy it again further down the line. Um, so it's about cleaning up your mind clutter, um, which has helped a lot with like organization stress. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's something as well. And then also if things get bad, letting go, I was saying to this Chris earlier, last season, spring, early summer was super hard because of floods and stuff. And what the beauty of the garden does, it catches up no matter if the, how bad it goes, I let go. My stress levels went down because my veg boxes were failing pretty bad because I, I weren't getting good crops. The minute I let go, the farm just boomed and I just had a better time. So uh, as you say, Andrew, spring is always on the way. So there's always a better, I think there's always something good to look for. And the minute you start relaxing, letting go, good things do happen. So that's like my little takeaway from it. Yeah. And if I can just add to that, like I would, I would say that for me, like the best way to like declutter the mind, no joke, is just the simple act of going outside. 
Because one thing that I was thinking about earlier, actually, is that, you know, like, you, Jack, you were talking about having, like, the sun on your face? Yeah. And that positive feeling. Actually, I kind of feel like sometimes the things that are stereotypically quite negative or the challenges, I should say, of working outside a lot, actually, I find them really grounding as well. So um, do you guys remember Storm? Was it Storm Eunice, the one that we had quite recently? Yeah, very well. Uh, yeah, not, was... not, fondly, not fondly, but well. Well, there was a moment where I went out in the middle of the storm just to check if the polytunnels were okay. Yeah. Um, I was having a bit of stress, like doing the VAT return. And I stood there literally being battered by the wind with the rain, like hitting my face. And it was the most like stress busting experience that I've ever had. Mm. Like suddenly it helped, it put everything in perspective. Like it made me realize that actually I didn't like the VAT, HMRC, if you're listening, obviously um, VAT <laughs> is... Ex- Fuck ex- you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Chris, I don't, I don't know what you mean. VAT is very important. <laughs> it's something that I take very seriously, but <laughs> it's not... I'll say it. I'm not on radio anymore. <laughs> but it, it's nowhere near as real as being outside, having blue sky over you, yeah. having the rain hitting your face. So my, my takeaway tip from this would be, if you're struggling, if you're feeling like everything's getting on top of you, go outside, especially if there's a gale force storm blowing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It, it, we were the same. And there was, there's photos of me taking stupid selfies in front of a polytunnel that was breaking. And I look at that and think, what the hell was I doing? Like, that was a time when you should have been either scared or upset. But there was this sort of bigger thing happening that I knew I had zero control over. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier, Jack, just letting go of that control. And going, this is what I do right now. Um, but I know that's hard to get to sometimes, but those bigger things, getting outside is incredible. Letting go is, is super powerful. And, and I think also in that sort of message, um, sometimes that there's loads of power to be had in some of this, but sometimes not doing something is okay too. Like yeah. we, we, off the back of the dogs happening, we shut down and we missed most of the winter sowing dates. It was just a month where we did what we had to do and we got back inside yeah. and we dealt with our grief that way. And we missed the sowing dates. And at the time that added more stress, but at a point I just went, it doesn't actually matter. Like it doesn't matter. There are ways we could get around this and letting go of that stress and just going, there's bigger things going on here. That was fine. And now I look back and go, not doing it was just as powerful as doing it. Like yeah. just taking time to understand how we were feeling, taking time to grieve, taking time to talk to friends and family and people. So that's kind of a little bit of a message I want to say as well, is, is that don't put too much pressure on yourselves. Like just sometimes you can just let go of it. And and sometimes it it doesn't, it's not a failure to just go, well, I'm not, I'm just not going to do it today. I'm going to yeah. take the time. I'm just not going to do today. And that should be a legitimate excuse for every work as well. I can't call on employers, small business owners, large business owners enough. Like if someone says, I just cannot do today, there shouldn't have to be a, a positive COVID test or a doctor's note to say that your flu is bad or um, women shouldn't have to say that it's, it's their time. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Mm. There shouldn't have to be this thing where we have to have this inherent excuse sometimes it's just okay not, um, and we need as a society to be okay with that but um and and, and one thing i want to say because i'm aware we've been going on on this podcast a little while is that look we are three guys that have been through some stuff and we've talked about it i'm so pleased we've all talked about it today but if you are suffering and something someone said to me today if you're if you're like bad days are more frequent than your good days then speak to someone and find someone who is, is qualified to talk to you about it um even if that is through a service that offers it in whatsapp or on messenger um if that's easier than talking on the phone or in person because there are places out there that can help and please at any point if you want to talk we're, we're here as well um we're happy to talk about any of these things um i think that's a good way to end it man i in a such a positive message and also as well it, in talk about you you talk about Chris as well 
uh, being regenerative as the person. So like yeah. you, should, you should be always being regenerative as well as the farm. It, the farm doesn't become regenerative if you ain't regenerative. And permaculture has like that aspect of like zero. So like zone zero is you. I think it's zero, zero. I think it's your mind. Um, so like it's always done in zones. Like one should be stuff that you use the most and whatever, but zero is you. So that you're the most important thing on the farm um, because ultimately it, mm. it doesn't work if, if you're not working. Um and yeah, permaculture as well, another thing to tie into it is community and the fact that we've spoke to each other, like we speak to each other is helping each other out. So even just this conversation might help one person, but and the fact that we're saying that you can reach out to us or or get external help, hopefully that, that helps you and the community. We're just saying we are trying to provide community and the growing community is there for you. That's really, Absolutely. That's really what Food Grower hopefully is about. Well, there's no there's no easy way to end these things. So should we end it there, guys? Yeah. <laughs> it's sometimes really difficult to end a conversation on this stuff. But um, thanks so much for sharing your experiences, guys. I think it's been a great podcast. If this has like not been something that's covered something you want to talk about, we're sorry, but we're just three idiots who wanted to talk about our feelings. <laughs> um, <laughs> and something Jack, me and, me and Andrew recorded the last podcast and we ended it with talking about the fact that we now have the Food Grower playlist on Spotify nice. and it's a playlist we want people to recommend songs to so jump on our Instagram um, and Andy in the last one you recommended a song that will play us out and I think there's no better song to play the end of this one out is do you guys remember The Offspring? Yeah An amazing song called Feelings which is just a hilarious and to this podcast so I'll play a small clip of that and um, thanks so much everyone for listening and, and please please do get in touch if you want to chat Feelings, what are-